Welcome back. You hit play. I, or I record? record. Yes. Record. And yes. Play. You hit record, but we're gonna play. We are. We are. The music group play. Remember play? No. Oh, they. Oh, what did they sing? Yeah, I dare you to think of a song uh, by on. play. Hold on. No, no one has the time for Everyone this. Everyone has the time for play. Were they, I mean, were they like? Another Australian. No, ABBA they were a group band. of like four teenage girls, and like they occasionally did stuff on the Disney Channel. There was one song in there that was like really good. I remember. I don't know if this is the girl band, but there was a girl band in which Britney Spears was supposed to be a part of, and then she split off to do her own thing. But the band came out without her and flopped, so it could have been Play. This was definitely not Play. Play came out in like 2002, I want to say, oh. and they, they were like 13. Oh, so uh, they, us against the world. No, us do you, against. Do you the really world. think I'm going to know any of these songs? These oh, are not on. real songs. No. Come on. If it wasn't on TRL by 2002, we thought I was watching Disney Channel in 2002. Oh, it was 2001. Okay, definitely. I was I was watching I was Disney focused, Channel 2001. I was focused on Glitter and seeing how that was all going to turn out. Okay. Well, well better than play. Better than play. No. No. Wrong. Not true. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Gay Matt's podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. Uh, and I've never sat further apart from you than I'm currently I know. sitting. <laughs> Guys, I arrived back in Los Angeles yes. today. I'm feeling great. I'm looking even better. He looks but, fine. But I am going to be stuck in this apartment for 10 days, yes. I think is LA's thing. It's like if you come from out of town, you got to be stuck in your hey. place for 10 days. And the only place I'm going is to get tested. I was going to say, and what did they say anything about like walking and things like that? Or, no, nothing no? like that. I mean, like if people have like a dog, I assume they can right. walk it. So I guess we just have to get a dog. And No, we're not doing that either. <laughs> we live in an apartment. I need a friend though to That's keep me okay. company while I'm stuck in the apartment. Yeah, I'll be here far away from you. Oh, <laughs> yes, it'll this be great. Is awful. You know, uh, you 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 got to see your family though. So I it did. all worked out, and yes. uh, you know, this is just what you get for that because not everybody had that. So. It's my punishment. It is your punishment. It's Absolutely. my punishment, and I deserve it. And you know, I, it was it was worth it. I How guess. was your second week back home? It was wonderful. Yeah, I, I did absolutely nothing. Just stayed in the house. Oh yeah. It, well, because it was literally just quarantining with my immediate family, my mom, right. my stepdad, and my brother, and we were just in the house. Like there were stretches of di- like five days in a row, I did not go outside. Right, and you're like, um, what's the sun like? Yeah, oh, absolutely, <laughs> especially because it's like winter. Yeah, and you know, it's not sunny all the time there. Like that's how it weird. Is I just assumed <laughs> all so, places were sunny all I, the time. And of course, my sleep was all messed up. So like, oh, I was right. waking up at you know eleven at noon. One <laughs> occasionally, and so it would just get dark right away, and it was just like. What's so you doing? never got onto the East Coast uh, time? Not really. Mm. No, I I try. It 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 is like very hard because me and my brother like to stay up late, mm. like and just like have fun and just chit chat yeah. all through the night up yeah. to like four or five in the morning. That's too late. Um, it's really fun though. Mm. Um, but yeah, the only place I went was in the car when we would pick up dinner and the person would hand it through the window. Wow. And I would say, thank you. Hey, well we love safety. Yeah. So. But it was always Italian food. So it was literally every night they were just like, what do you want for dinner? And I was just like, 
pizza, (laughs) baked ziti. I want freaking Menino's. I want an Italian restaurant with nasty red tiled (laughs) walls that were installed in the 70s. I mean, that is is the New Jersey way. There's other types of food, Matt Steele. There are other things you could have gotten, I'm sure. I have not had good Italian food in a year, Matt Palmer. Is there not good Italian food here anymore? No. What about John? I go to a place that I don't want to... It's two names and the first name is John. The second name I can't remember and I don't want to make a stereotypical guess. It's like John and... Starts with a V. Vito? Maybe, but I can't say that. Okay. What do you mean you can't <laughs> say that? I don't want to assume an Italian name and have it be wrong. You can assume that the Italians don't it's care. It's either Vito's or Vinny's, and it's very good, and you should try it. It's a little expensive, but it is a very mm, good- The best Italian food's not expensive. The expensive Italian restaurants, all they do is they just like, their portions are real small, and they just It's put, not small. They just put so much seasoning and everything, and it's like, this is over-seasoned. It's what not are you small. doing? And I don't feel like it's over-seasoned. You should give it a try. It's L- it may be expensive for LA just because it's actually good Italian food. Maybe it's unique. Give it, you should try it. No, Open the, your mind. The best Italian food is a place in New Jersey. Even if it's you're just right. called something basic like Brothers, <laughs> Vito's. Brothers. <laughs> brothers, yeah. Is that Bro- a place, Bro- really? Yeah, Brothers Pizza. It's the best pizza in Central New Jersey. It was, it's like, we was like voted best pizza in Central New Jersey. And the apostrophe is wrong. I just discovered it. <laughs> Where's the apostrophe? The apostrophe uh, is after the R, in between the R and the S. So I always like assume my entire life I've been going to Brothers Pizza. Like that's where we go. And I always assumed it's like, oh, it's a group of brothers and it's their Their pizza. pizza. But then the apostrophe would be after the S. And it's like, oh, no, I think you did this wrong or (laughs) I've just been interpreting this wrong. Unless it's someone named Brother. And it's and their it's pizza their pizza. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of questions about Brothers. All I'm saying is try John and Vito's. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to listen. I know it just makes you uncomfortable. Uh, and I think you could like it. Maybe because you're like, I haven't had good Italian in a year. Maybe this will just, you know, satisfy a craving. Right, I will say there is a good, a pretty good pizza place in Santa Monica called Vito's. I mean, I like a pizza place called Papa John's. So. Mm, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> it's great. Doesn't sound very Italian hey, to me. I, John was Italian. I mean, we hate John. He voted for Trump, but. I think he's Italian. How, oh my God. And you still support him. Uh, look, I don't think he, I think he got removed actually. So I'm not supporting him. I'm supporting whoever's now the head of Chop Papa John's. It's a good pizza. I'm sorry. All right. I have questions. All right. Still. I mean, I've always had questions about Papa John's <laughs> pizza, but it's lovely. Um, well, my second week was pretty good. I'm trying to think what I even did. did how was the Jackson? Did you see Jackson on New Year's? I did see him on New Year's. Okay. He came over and we both got tested on the 28th. Did you kiss at midnight? We did. Of oh, course. We, but then he, we also made cookies afterwards. Words, which I, I make the mistake of like I'm like oh I have things that we can make that are sweet and then by the time it gets to the time to eat them I'm like oh I'm actually tired good night yeah. and I've been told some people don't like that so <laughs> so I had to stay up and make the cookies and not have to but like we stayed up we made the cookies but like you know I'm a pumpkin I go to bed at certain times yes. and so we were up at two and he's like what do you think you want to do tomorrow like we could do this like xyz and I'm like we can talk about it tomorrow. Like I am <laughs> truly a zombie walking among the earth and I cannot discuss like other plans right now. Like I must be asleep and some people don't have that, but I have a clock. I, I go off the like, 2 a.m. is very late. You couldn't function with Matthew and Michael Steele at I'd be four like, in the morning talking about, no. you know, what the next movie ideas are going to be. And let me tell you, they're wild. Mm. <laughs> or sometimes we like have deep discussions about like physical education in public schools. Oh, okay. Yeah, my brother's a teacher. So yeah. like, what are your? Why would you have any opinions about that? Are I, you just okay, listening? I just listen. Okay, <laughs> and he has very strong opinions. It's, and, it's odd know. to imagine you listening more than talking in a conversation. 
Oh, my brother can talk. I I know I've met yeah. him, but it's just it's I can't yeah. even. A lot of times myself. it's him yelling at me like Matthew, what are you doing? You need to create more content, 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 and I'm just mm. like. I'm trying. I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, you did just put out a movie this year. Hopefully, that you know satisfied him yeah, for but, a bit. But you know, it's been like five months since that. You, so what are you supposed to have another movie out by now? <laughs> like, give him a break, Michael. He's just like, he's just like what's next? What's oh next? my gosh? Let's go. Let's oh go. my gosh! So you know what is next? What news for idiots? Oh my god! <laughs> Should we dive in? Yeah, why not? First story that came up today, and uh, sorry guys, the reason that we're recording this a day late and a dollar short is because Matt Steele just came back in, and we thought instead of trying to do it over Zoom and having, you know, it be a little off, we'd just be rather be in person, six feet apart, record it together. Yeah, so. we both have a microphone. Yes. And, you know. You know, it's better here. So, first news that came up today, apparently Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles attended a friend's wedding in Santa Barbara, and pictures came out today of them holding hands. It looks like they are now a couple. I didn't realize she was no longer with Jason Sudeikis. Until I saw these pictures And I was like Oh let me google What happened to them And apparently they broke up In November And even though They had two kids They actually were never married Which I was surprised about Um what? You they broke surprised. up in November and she's already going to a wedding. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Harry Styles asked me to I, a wedding, I'd be saying, like, yes, we're going to the wedding together. Whatever Harry Styles wants, Harry Styles gets. Like, if you have a chance to date Harry Styles, date Harry Styles. But isn't she the director of a movie he's in right now? Did I make that up? I feel like he replaced Shia LaBeouf or someone in a movie that Olivia Wilde is directing. Something like this sounds familiar. Okay, maybe I'm making it up, um, but... Is that, I don't know, maybe they're done filming, but is that a conflict of interest? Like, would you feel comfortable dating the director? Oh, people like direct their like spouses or girlfriends or boyfriends all the time. It's usually like a male director who just like is just obsessed with a girl, loves her because her eyes are really big or something and she looks (laughs) stunning on film. I always wonder that. Like, when, whenever like men, like straight men, like look at women in film, they're just like, she's so, such a brilliant actress. And it's like, maybe, or maybe her (laughs) eyes are just really big and she just, Oh, it looks captivating, right. which is 90% of screen acting anyway. True. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's one thing to go into a directing situation and be like, oh, I'm directing my spouse or partner, but to be like, oh, I've hired you to be on this film, but now we start dating while we're shooting. Oh, that for some reason feels weird to me. Okay, yeah. Like a, we started dating while we're shooting yeah. is... I would say a complex situation. Mm, okay, okay. I wouldn't say like it's like bad or okay. anything because it happens. All right. It's just a little complex and I'm mm. sure they would want to keep that under wraps okay. as productions going on. But if they're done. Yeah, fil- hopefully filming, they've wrapped. Hold hands at a wedding. I mean, hold hands to the wedding and it looked like it was safe. They were, you know, had their face coverings on. So you know what? I hope all is well and I hope uh, Jason Sudeikis is going to date Dua Lipa or something next just to, you know, mix it up. Think of those double dates. Oh, she know? popped up on Vogue today with her Peter Pan hair. I loved it. She loved it. What a face. That's the yeah. thing is like Dua Lipa is such a cool artist and like has a cool voice. But you look at that face sometimes like shit. That is such a face. <laughs> shit, that face. That face, damn. I mean, she could be like in a movie and you'd oh. be like, is she a great actress or is it just that face? I mean, it's one of the two. And, you know, hopefully she gets on screen because I saw that Vogue cover and I was like, we got to see that face more. All right, Jason Sudeikis and... Uh, Dua Lipa, let's uh, go. We need it. We ship them. We ship them. We've decided. Um, so, did you know who Tanya Roberts was? Because I wasn't sure of her. Uh, she apparently was a Bond girl. Yes. And uh, it was reported several days ago. I think yesterday? Yes, days ago. literally. Was it just yesterday? It was like yesterday, Reported yeah. that she had passed away. People were writing up like things. Of, like yeah. Drew Drogi apparently had an impression of her. And he has this really beautiful Facebook post talking about how he like first came to know her. She was on that 70s show. She had a recurring role on that 70s mm. show. She was like one of the main cast members on that 70s I show. I didn't realize that. And so like the cast members of that 70s show were 
I think posting things. I mean, and they must have been. And then today we come to find out that even though it was reported yesterday that she had passed, that she is very much present. She is still with us. It's wild, wild, wild. And at first you're just like, Oh, this is wonderful. Obviously, right. no one wanted her to die. Right. It's one, especially because she's still so young. Right. But then you're just like, wait, but I what know, happened? I know. I apparently like her boyfriend thought she had died and reported it, and then was given notice today that she had not. I just don't understand how this happens. Like literally, this is a friend's plot line that like their mm. grandmother dies twice during an episode. I didn't think this happened in real life. What? Because it was never said like how she died mm. when it was announced that she died. But right. has it been announced like how, wh- why she's, is she sick? Like she I, is sick. She's okay. in the hospital. Um, and, uh, Apparently, he went to the hospital, and as he sat in her room, she opened her eyes and tried to grab him, but then her eyes closed and she faded. He said he was devastated and walked out of the room uh, and then the hospital uh, and then and never spoke with the medical staff. Tanya's rep did tell us he picked Lance up from the hospital, who told him she died in my arms. What? I know. Uh, <laughs> it's. I have a lot of questions. I don't know what this is. I hope that she pulls through and is healthy and better. Yes. But apparently these, um, she did not have COVID-19. That is the only thing that I know about her sickness. Okay. She's ill. She's in the hospital still. Longtime boyfriend Lance O'Brien believed that she had died in his arms, but she had not. And so he just like walked out and was just like, she's gone. Gone. Yeah. I pray to God she pulls through so and too. that everything ends up okay and she can laugh about it right. 10 years from now. It'll be something of note but just because I don't know that I don't know that this has happened on such a large scale, at least not in my, you know, knowledge oh, yeah. of being alive. This is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'll keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. Um. So apparently people are reacting to Trump pressuring the Georgia Secretary of State to overturn the election results in that state. Have you listened to the audio in full? Mm-hmm. Have you really? I was like, I don't not know. in full, like not the whole phone right. conversation, but like there's like a five minute edited right. clip where it's like the juicy stuff. I I have had enough of him, and I'm I don't I never engaged with him when he was the president, and I guess he still is technically, but I plan to never again. Uh, so what can you tell us? He's a crazy person. And that's the thing. He's like, a- there's not. There's literally nothing. Like as I was listening to it, you would think I would be outraged and blah 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 blah, but. I'm just listening and I'm just like, I have no more emotion to give to this man or to this situation. He is a crazy person. He will be gone from the White House soon. I know. 16 days. Just let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's just like, that's the thing is it's not surprising. And of, of course, everyone's reporting that he's just spouting off crazy QAnon theories that have no basis in fact or reality. And it's just like... Is this all he's been doing with his time ever since the election is like trying to finagle ways in which he can steal his way back into office? And those Republicans, there are so many over a hundred House members, 12, I think it's like 12 senators. Right. And of course, it's not enough to do anything. But the fact that it's so many is like you're all you all need to be removed from office. Even there being one is Outrageous. It's like treasonous. It's Insane. like that's literally what the country is built upon yes. is the fact that we choose the motherfucking president. 
this it's just it's what a disgusting turn of events how we got here we'll never know but again in 16 days we'll have leadership that makes sense again and i look forward to that um <laughs> have you seen the gays in Puerto Vallarta? Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. that boat. Oh my God. It sank like the Titanic. It I'm really, glad no one was I'm hurt. I'm glad no one was hurt. Because that's the thing. It's no fun to laugh at it if oh, someone's gotten hurt. Of course, or yeah. Died. But the fact but that, no one was hurt. No, so, ha, so, ha, 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 fuck you. Karma's real, gays. Like, and the fact that people have now started like coming after this Instagram account called Gays Over COVID. And they're like, these gays, they're so ridiculous coming after us. Like, they're just jealous that they can't come to the circuit parties with us. And it's like, bitch. That that one Facebook post or Instagram post where the person is offering $500 for the identity of Gays Over COVID. And I love everyone's just like, oh, it's me. I'll take $500. (laughs) Um, I mean, I do have slight reservations about the Gays Over COVID Instagram account just because... Um, I feel like people could easily just take a very old picture of a group of gays that like maybe they have a personal vendetta against someone in that picture and be like, oh, this was taken yesterday. Or yeah, whatever. but so I don't I feel like you could very easily. But that's like, not what the argument someone. is. That's not the argument. No one's saying it's a lie. Everyone's saying, no, this is real. But it's just annoying that you're calling us out like this. Yeah. I mean, so far, everything has proven to be real. But I'm just saying, like, it could Potential, there is like a, an open door for that. So, like, I saw the Instagram account and I was kind of just like, ah, I don't know about this, but I mean, my issue with it is more they like weirdly shout out the LAPD and like, thanks, LAPD, kind of way. And it's like, all right, girl, you need to chill out. Wait, they, who, who shouts the LAPD? The gays over COVID uh, account because they, the LAPD, like, shut down an un, like an LA underground gay circuit party that was happening over New Year's or whatever. And uh-huh. it's like, cool, but like, let's not. <laughs> let's hold our fucking horses, right? Like, let's not be ridiculous. It's just so funny that, like, there are actually people who are influencers who have been, like, posting and crying and about, like, oh, you have to wear masks, you have to wear masks, that are at these fucking events. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. What's wrong with, like, what are you doing? I don't like, know. God, like, I, I, like, I went home for the holidays, but I sat in a house for two weeks. I literally did not breathe in fresh right. air. No, it's very different than being like, I have to go around uh, random gays and make out with them and do drugs with them and have sex with them. Now it's like we, everybody wants to do what they want to do and like live their normal life, whatever that may be. And like, it's not worth you getting sick. And also you getting those people that have to work these parties sick. That's the thing is yes. you have the choice of being there. Those people are like, this is my livelihood. There's nothing I can do. But go to my job and cover myself in a million masks while these gays just like have sex with each other in front of me and order margaritas. And it's like, is it really worth the danger of getting all those people sick just so you can have your New Year's Eve fun? Yeah, the close quarters that everyone is in, just like Awful. everyone is just breathing in each other's air. It's just right. It's just horrible. So, yeah, I, I mean, I I pray that we are soon out of this situation i pray that as well the light at the end of the tunnel i just feel like there is a light but it's also like are we getting any dates like how many people in la have gotten this vaccination is there a number floating about there's a number in california it's like 400 something thousand that's not a lot i know (laughs) you would think it would be more yes you would yeah i mean apparently like they screwed up the whole like rollout and everything and it's taking slower than they thought it would and it's like 
okay, well, can we, how do we speed that exactly. up? Like, like what can it. I do? I am going to be in an apartment for 10 days yes, with nothing to do. Do you need me to send emails? Do you need me to organize <laughs> lists? Like, what do you need me to do, government? I will help you. You got to look it up. You just got to figure out how we do this and make it fast because like TikTok, bitch, like yeah. we don't have time to waste. Um, I don't even know if I really want to talk about this, but the, I feel like that's literally my feeling about 90% of the news this week. So I'm sorry about it. Um, did you see the bean dad thing on Twitter? <laughs> I literally three minutes, well, not three minutes ago, because I was mm. here three minutes ago, but probably like half an hour ago, yeah. just found out what it was. Yes. Yesterday, everyone was tweeting all about it exactly. and making jokes about it. And I I realized I'm old because I'm not even <laughs> going to bother to right. look and see what this is because I felt like everyone was just trying to make the f- first joke about it. Right. Um, And then I found out what it was and I was like, Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb and it's horrible. So apparently this musician named John Roderick um, let his daughter struggle to open a can of beans for six hours. His daughter, nine, was hungry and um, apparently the musician guy was doing a jigsaw puzzle. So he said over his shoulder, make some baked beans. She said, how? Like all kids do when they want you to do it. So I said, open a can and put in a pot. She brought me the can and said, open it how? So he basically shows her a can opener and says, figure out how to open this can or this can opener, even though he had never taught her how to do it. And it's like, you're just a shitty father. Like this isn't cool or cute (laughs) or amazing. Like you just suck at literally the job of being a dad. And because the whole thing is like, just show her to do it. You don't even have to put your hands on it and do it if you are so busy with your jigsaw puzzle but walk her through it she's nine she's nine years into living like tell her how to do stuff that feels like kind of the point i mean like the whole purpose of sharing this video was to like make it like a funny like joke moment like community moment but it's kind of just like eh, it's not really that funny. it's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, not funny. it's just kind of like eh. and i mean i i don't was it really six hours that she was trying to open this can i don't know but like i it it's not really funny to it's me. It's like, yeah, like why why is you why is the concept of you not giving your child food when asked cute or funny? So he's deleted his Twitter account. Also, he, he people search his tweets and he's a homophobe, racist, and an anti-Semite. Yeah, that's the thing. I was reading the whole bean story and I was like, Oh, I truly don't care about this. <laughs> and then like later on in the article it said, Oh, by the way, they found these tweets where you said the N-word. And I was like, Okay, this is something of substance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, so we know we know we hate him, so that's great. Um, speaking of things that I have not looked into, I'm really banking on you to have any sort of information about this. Oh no, this is pressure. It is pressure, but it's in your wheelhouse. Can you explain what the Ratatouille musical is? It should be in my wheelhouse, but... <laughs> oh no! Okay, alright. I know that it started on TikTok. It started on TikTok. I think I'm not positive. Uh-huh. All you musical theater fans out there, if I get this wrong, just drag me. <laughs> drag me all you want. I think it's it started off as one of those TikToks. Have you ever seen those TikToks where people sort of compose songs as a group? Like they start, I, I've i only seen one and mm-hmm. it was a musical at a grocery store. Yes. And it was like the guy, he's like, I'm a can of soup. And another person adds and to like that. And it's like harmonies like, over it. And yeah. And it yes. like turns into a musical. In my mind. I think they did something like that with the story of Ratatouille. Okay. Um, and, and now they've turned it into a digital musical because apparently it raised a million dollars to benefit the Actors Fund and uh, that the, their tickets that are still on sale all weekend long on Today Ticks as of yeah. this weekend. So I think today was the last, January oh, was 4th it? was the last day you could uh, purchase the ticket. Got it. it. Um, but yeah, so um, a group... Where they were like, "Hey, let's raise money for the Actors Fund." I know a lot of musical theater people are doing great 
things to, mm-hmm. to raise money for the actors fund, which is, um, helps artists like in this time who are all completely out of work. Right. Um, and so they, they did a whole like show. I don't know how long it is, but, right. I, but everyone I saw tweeting about it, like it, there was no cynicism regarding it. They were like, no, this is genuinely really good. That's amazing. So, so I think that's really cool. I um, mean, Titus Burgess was a part of it. Wayne Brady, Adam Lampert. Uh, yeah, Ashley Park from the Mean Girls musical, people we like. Yeah. I think that's great. So I don't know much about it, but you know what? If it's benefiting the Actors Fund and, you know, funding people who have been out of work for almost a full year now, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's it's uh, finding new ways to sort of push the medium forward. Totally. And so I have nothing but support for that. All right. We love Ratatouille the Musical. Yeah, I was I was busy discussing physical ed- education in public <laughs> schools with my brother. That's I true. couldn't tune in. You so, were very uh, but, swamped. But I, I gave my emotional support. Um, I don't even, again, this is another story I don't want to talk about because it makes me so sad. But I feel like we have talked all about how much we love Tiffany New York Pollard. I know. Did you watch the video? I did. So apparently there is a uh, new show on the Zeus network, um, a new dating show starring one of her contestants from I Love New York like a million years ago uh, called, his name is Chance. The dating show is called One More Chance. And apparently New York was a guest on the show and like, you know, interviewed all the ladies and like decided which one is going to go home. And so she... Basically asked this one girl if she was trans in much less PC terms. And uh, the girl was basically like, no, I'm not. Like, I was born a woman and uh, just didn't kind of didn't bat an eye, didn't like break a sweat about it. And then New York was like, were you not offended by my asking you that? Were you not upset by my asking you that? And the girl's like, no, no, I mean, no. And then she's mm-hmm. like, well, that that makes me really worried and then kicks her off the show like yeah. she's the person that gets. I, I, I saw ejected. a clip. I, I saw a clip. I don't know if there's multiple clips of her talking about this, but mm. from what I saw, she was before she kicked her off. She was like, I'm just going to tell you, I think you're a man. Yes. I think you're That's a man. The and, everything. and the girl's just like, oh, well, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I, I love her reaction. She's just like, nope. That's not. Yeah, I, I, I definitely it is very much. 2008 that's humor. the thing so maybe she just yeah. has not changed with the time and she apparently what, she came out and said she wasn't transphobic today but i haven't watched that video yet well i mean i i because that was very much i could definitely see that being on like the original i love new york True. or something like that you know where there was a joke oh this woman is actually a man without realizing the optics of what all of that meant. Right. So, but now that it's, at this time it was 2020, still you realize like, oh, that has so much more, we realize like the meaning that has now and everything. And and so I feel like New York is just very much behind on that. I just, I wouldn't imagine she would be because all of those fan support that has kept her afloat for the past 12 years since her show has been on the air has been all LGBT people. Mm -hmm. So I'd imagine she'd have some sort of knowledge or kept up with the times a little bit. I'm just shocked that it was put in Mm. the show. That's, that's like what I'm, I mean, I mean, if that's really what she said to the girl as to why she was getting kicked off, there's not really a way to edit around it. Even if you're trying to edit her to look not like a transphobe, there's not really a way to edit around it. But those shows are so produced like there had to have been producers on that set to be like, hey, Tiffany, like you got to say something else. I mean, on the Zeus set. Where do you watch Zeus? Uh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> True. So, so I, I don't know that they had the budget for that. It's just like, hopefully it's an educational moment for her. She's still, you know, an iconic reality show person. But it's just like, 
I would love to be able to love someone that wasn't Mariah Carey and not get let down. That would be a great moment for me. So. I trust that she can learn from it. Uh, I, I, I trust. In one last story of, you know, just I want to talk about it, not because of that story itself is actually interesting, but just because of the, the punchline here. Nick Cannon and his girlfriend, Brittany Bell, don't know who that is, but they have welcomed their second child together. It's a baby girl, uh, you know, half sister of Rock and Row Cannon. The young lady is named Powerful Queen Cannon. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Why is that her name? Powerful? P- powerful, powerful Queen? A powerful Queen? I mean, look, <laughs> all names have meanings in some sort of way. Matthew, I, our name means gift of God. True. So it basically our moms were like, I will name my child gift of God. Yes, but Palmer. they're, n- okay. they're <laughs> names, darling. I but just. Like, at the time, back in the, the Hebrew days of, you know, but like Jesus time. You're giving him, a, you're giving them a lot <laughs> Matthew, of credit. This is of, ridiculous. You know it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry if your name is powerful out there, but come the fuck on. Like. Nicholas, get it together. I think there are crazier names out there. I mean, Apple. Apple is <laughs> Apple is one. Apple is who's whose daughter is Apple? Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris. I mean, Martin. I you know I love apples, but you know that's still a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Yeah. This name is a choice. I mean, well, blanket. I think. Ah, is, I think blanket. Blanket's is not his a real name. Stronger choice. No, than blanket's Apple. not a real name. Really? That no, that child's named Prince Michael Two or something. I thought. The no, name was really Blanket. No, Blanket is the nickname. This is nuts. <laughs> I thought this whole time Michael Jackson no. named a child Blanket no. and then dangled him over the balcony. It's Paris and then both the boys are Prince. Prince Michael 1 and Prince Michael 2. Wow. <laughs> yes. I really thought there was Blanket. Mm-hmm. No. Whoa. Happy okay. to, to you know open your eyes to that. All right. Well, <laughs> Apple is still in the league. Congratulations, <laughs> Congratulations, Gwyneth. To Apple and Powerful Queen for your unique names uh let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more to game Matt's podcast hey guys we are back yes we are we are on to email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have and i was just going through we got a lot of emails thank you guys so much for sending it always happens you can always predict it every week where we don't get any emails we say oh we didn't get any emails and then we get a whole bunch of emails I know I hope people don't feel bad for us when we say that because that's just fine it's It's, what happens sometimes you know unfazed but I think it's like people are just reminded like oh let me email them email the the mats the gay mats so so I'm going to answer two and then we'll just save the other ones for uh, next week or you know whatever weeks we don't have um a lot of emails. Uh, so this question comes to us from Helen. Helen says, The Wicked Movie, coming to streaming December 2043. <laughs> hey, Matt, I know there has been a lot of casting rumors about the upcoming Wicked Movie adaptation, so I won't rehash that here. What I want to know is, now that Stephen Daldry has left the project, who should direct this new version? I don't want someone who is going to go full realism a la Les Mis because, well, it's Wicked. It's pure fantasy, and we should be leaning into that for this musical. Given that this is also a musical that relies on the female friendship at the center as well, my personal choice would be Greta Gerwig. She hasn't directed a musical per se, but her work is incredibly feminist and focuses on relationships between women. And mm. if you've seen Lady Bird, you know that she knows her Sondheim. That's a good point, Helen. Uh, is there anyone else you'd like to see that you think would be great for this project? Thanks for being great listening while I work from home. Helen. Um, I think Greta Gerwig is a very interesting choice that I wouldn't like initially 
like peg for wicked. Right. But I mean, the whole concept of, you know, it's about women's relationships and that is Greta Gerwig's forte. Mm-hmm. I thought little women was absolutely extraordinary. Um, yeah, I would love to see that. I, my personal choice, I think I've said it on maybe on this, po- I, I've said it somewhere before. My personal choice would be to kind of lean into very much the fantasy element of it mm. and also kind of lean into like the grotesque element of it and sort of the, the sort of like mechanical likeness of it and maybe a little steampunky, dare I say, and go with George Miller who directed Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my. Um, just to, I feel like it'd be so interesting because it, you know, Mad Max Fury Road had that real like action aggression to it. Mm. And I would like to see some of that aggression in like a Wicked movie. I feel like it'd be really interesting. Um, I feel like it would be, I feel like it would help it stand out as its own thing, uh, like not the stage version while right. highlighting the writing of the stage version. But like, you know, I, I feel like it wouldn't just be a carbon copy of the stage version. I feel like it could really be, you know, adding on to that and being something unique in its own right while still having the same writing and everything. Do you think that that director would be able to film a musical theater? Absolutely. Film? Okay. This director did Babe 2, Pig in the City. <laughs> All okay. right. George and Happy Feet. He did Happy Feet. Great. I didn't So, uh, So he can do it. Great. All right. George knows he's what he's He's got the range. Doing. I love that. George, oh, George is known to have the range. So I would like to see sort of maybe visuals like that. I mean, maybe not super man, like not right. you know, like the... It wouldn't be like exactly like that, but his own sort of take on Wicked, I would find very interesting. All right. So, what about you, Matt Palmer? Any- I love both those ideas. And also Olivia Wilde misses Harry Styles. That's true, Olivia <laughs> Wilde. Yes. I, but, and Harry Styles would make a pretty good Fiera. Oh. That's a good idea. Mm, something to think about. Have you seen, by the way, uh, this is off topic, but have you seen the um, Treat People With Kindness music video? No, I haven't. I'm so glad it's a single because <laughs> oh, I totally stand that song. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. What okay, happened? got oh. it. I thought I lost the email. Uh, this is from Kevin. Kevin says, MC in 2021. Oh. Hey, Matt. Happy New Year to you both. And thank you for being one of the shining lights of a certain year whom I don't know. <laughs> As I Matt Palmer mentioned a few weeks ago, he's predicting a new album from Mariah in 2021, and I have the same feeling. Also, I have a semi-exclusive for you guys. Recently, I tweeted about wanting Mariah to continue working with Mark Shaman on non-Christmas material. I mentioned them both in the tweet, and Mark mm-hmm. replied. He said... Okay, (laughs) which admittedly wasn't the most elaborate response, but kind of made me think there's a chance that it could have already happened. Mm. So I'm wondering, would you be into the idea? I think if Mariah wanted to record a traditional big ballad or two, he and Scott Whitman could be the perfect collaborators for her in a post. Wait, Scott Whitman or Mark Shaman? Uh, well, it was Mark Shaman and Scott Women uh, write together. Oh, okay. Didn't uh, they wrote Hairspray together. Um, for It would be the perfect collaborators for her in a post-Walter world. Mm. Walter with the A, like, start out. Yeah. Um, or do you think <laughs> she wouldn't want to return to that kind of sound? Personally, I'd love her to. It's been a while. His tweet probably meant nothing, but it's fun to think about. And if it does happen, I called it. I actually think this is a brilliant idea. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I feel like she is in need of a good balladeer co-writer. Absolutely. In a post-Walter A. world, you know, and she's worked with like, you know, David Foster and Diane Warren. And, uh, you know, I feel like they have their moments, but they can get a little treacly. Uh, But I do find that Mark Shaman's work on Merry Christmas to You is some of the most like 
correctly orchestrated for her voice and her like sound mm. that she's had since Walter Afanasiev as far as like straightforward ballads go. I mean, I still miss Big Jim Wright. His were obviously more soul ballads, but his stuff was very good with her as well. I think this is a great idea. I don't imagine she'd bring in that co-writer. I think it would just be Mark and Mariah. Mm-hmm. Um because she doesn't know him. And Mariah's like, oh, other writing outside of the music? Yeah, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't imagine Scott is going to make it into the room. But Mark, absolutely, I would love to hear it. And I think that's a, a brilliant idea. I mean, I still am begging for a freaking Bruno Mars Mariah ballad collab. Oh, God, they need like, to collab. He's so dramatic, but it never feels overdone. And that was always Mariah's issue with Walter. She's like, I always wanted it to be a little bit more stripped back. And I feel like Bruno could add that grounding and that soulfulness even to a big pop ballad. And like, he doesn't do that all the time. But you think of like the All I Asks from Adele's 25. Like mm-hmm. that kind of song for Mariah would be so perfect and so beautiful. So I'm just going to still send that out into the universe as something I want. And he's a great singer and he he writes for people who are great singers. Exactly. Like, the, the thing I love about All I Ask is it's like, oh no, I could also see Bruno Mars Absolutely. singing his face off. Absolutely. Like, and Adele was talking about how annoying it was to sing it in the studio and like write it with him because she's like, that little motherfucker was hitting higher notes than me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm at the top of my range on that and song. He was probably like, okay, now we're going to change the key here. And she was probably just like, bitch. I know. And so it must be annoying. And I get it. I completely get it. So I'm still wanting that. I also feel like Mariah has hinted that someone wants to sample she hasn't said this verb like verbatim but like I have gathered that someone wants to sample uh she does a part of going up yonder when she's in the audiobook mm-hmm. uh where she talks about her dad's funeral and sings the song that was sung by Marianne Tatum at her father's funeral and I have a feeling someone a hip-hop artist is sampling it I worry it's Kanye, (laughs) but I believe someone is and uh, hopefully it's someone more like Drake. And honestly, Drake owes her for that sample of Emotionless or whatever, where she's doing the um, MTV Unplugged version of Emotions is in the background, that intro. So he should be on the album, too. I just there are some collabs I want. There's some collabs I want. Would you be down for like. A next next Mariah album being just be an album of giant new ballads. Or would uh, I mean I wouldn't hate it I wouldn't I, I don't think the whole I don't I can't imagine Mariah doing a whole but what if like they're that. all incredible it would be <laughs> I mean I want to hear all the ballads but I, I I don't know that I could I could do them all in a row <laughs> I I don't because it feels a little Barbara Streisand or something like a little like what's wrong nothing's wrong but it's like are we there it's like it's like the it's like the the step before the covers album once we get to a covers album I'm like. Ooh. <laughs> That is the like stage of the whole legacy act thing that I'm not ready for. And the thing is, I don't think Mariah is either. She's a writer. She likes writing. She, yeah. And I feel like this whole Christmas thing has obviously given her so much more relevance that's going to last her a long, long, long time. So hopefully we don't get to the covers until, you know, I'm 60. Okay. Okay. What if she found a way to like blend like a traditional ballad with like a new soulful sound? Hey, I'm fine with that. I don't want a whole album of it. Okay. Give what me some tempo. Like seven. What if it's like an EP? No, give me a, <laughs> give me an album. I want all the tempos. Okay. I want all the colors all right. of Ryan's voice. We want all the tempos. Yes. We want all the colors. So yes. you want another rainbow is what you're saying. It's not what I said. Okay. <laughs> it's not what I said. We do I, want more pedals, though. Hey, we love pedals. Not, I mean, you kind of give pedals too much, but the pedals is good. I want a whole album of pedals. No, see, no one wants that. I absolutely no. want that. I mean, you're the only one. <laughs> you're the only one who wants I'd that. venture to say I'm not. I You should be, because it's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt. 
Matthew, mm-hmm. what has been giving you moments this week? This is really hard because when I tell you I did absolutely nothing this week, I did absolutely nothing this week. I mean, obviously, I already mentioned how I, you know, love spending all the time with my family, haven't right. seen in a year, hung out with my brother for so long. Um, but since I am stuck in the apartment mm. for 10 days, mm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be ordering out a lot. Yes. And there's a new deal on DoorDash. <laughs> Yeah, this is what's giving you moments. <laughs> the new deal on DoorDash. Well, I don't know if it's a new deal, but like I just discovered it. Yes. You pay $9.99 a month. Uh-huh. And it's like you don't have to pay any service charges, no taxes. Uh-huh. So it's super, super cheap and you get money off of your food. But there is a two week trial free. Mm, the Dash so- Pass? Yeah. Yeah, it's not new. Well, yes, it's well. new to me because yes. I'm not one who like orders in, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just. Excited to use that free two weeks and just do nothing but order a bunch of food in and get fat. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. You should try. Hey, you know what's on there? John and Vito's or Vinny's. I'm going to try it for you. John and John Vito or Vinny's. Vinny's, Yes. I'll find something. Yes. That's sort of like that name. Yes. You're going to love it. And I'll try it and I'll give my review on. All right. I can't wait to hear how you feel about it. Okay. It's quite good. I'm sure I will have thoughts. I, I mean, you always do. Okay. Um. I wait. What was my oh my giving you moments is a show I have not finished. Well, a, a, a number two giving you moment. I need to rewatch it because I again was a little sleepy when we were watching it. But Pixar's Soul. Is, oh, did you like it? I did. Aww. It's lovely. It is well done. The animation is un, especially like the animation in New York is truly beautiful. It's definitely very high concept and kind of hits the ground running. So if you are like me and get a little sleepy, <laughs> make sure you're wide awake because I'm going to need to rewatch it just to make sure I get all of the little nuances because this is dealing with so much. I don't really want to give too much away about it, but it's just a very high concept film. Mm-hmm. And so I need to watch it again with bright eyes and a bushy tail and make sure that I get every little nuanced moment because it is lovely. The animation is truly beautiful. The performances were amazing. I thought Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey did a great job. They're the two leads and uh, definitely want to give that movie a shout out. Uh, the second thing is going to be my giving you moments is speaking of uh, Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis' show, Ted Lasso, is adorable. What is, is that? A, the new Apple TV Plus show. And it's based on, apparently, he, I would not know this, of course, but apparently back in like 2014, 15, once NBC Sports started playing soccer, Jason Sudeikis like was signed on to like be a fake character who's basically like an American coach who somehow gets hired to coach a soccer team in London mm-hmm. and has never played soccer and doesn't know the rules. And it was kind of just a way to get... American fans trying to watch, you know, trying to get them to watch soccer. Mm-hmm. And just so it's like, oh, look, Jason Sudeikis, he's like the dumb American transplant and like doing all this thing. And they basically liked the character so much that they wanted to flesh him out and make him less of a joke and like more full fledged. And it's a little slow, admittedly, but there's just so much heart in it. And, you know, it's the, my favorite thing about it is all of the games. It's like the game starts and then they just cut to the ending. And it's like, oh, the team won or the team lost. <laughs> oh, like, that's yeah, great. No you one needs the, like the, a scene of them really playing the tension. Soccer. It's like the tension. Oh, the tension no, and of the, the game building. And it's all about the tension behind the scene. I and love that. That is so much better. And Jason Sudeikis is so winning. And like, 
he's like his his character's so ridiculous like he has such a very thick accent and like has no idea what he's doing but it, he doesn't feel like a caricature he doesn't feel like he's just like an animated cartoon come to life like he is winning and heartfelt and the performances are good and the story is good and I'm getting more and more invested in all of the characters as we go through it and I can't wait to continue watching it's on Apple TV plus now I believe it's only 10 episodes I think I'm only three or four in but I think I'm I'm pretty at Okay, a show about soccer. I know. It's not, not even like real soccer, but just like the behind the scenes of the like <laughs> But it's not it's like it's like how your movie's not about a musical. Like it's yeah. about the musical, but not Oh yeah, a lot of people do not like that there's no musical oh numbers. Oh my god, some of those reviews, it's like get over it. Mike <laughs> and also if you look at the genre, it's not musical. It doesn't say musical in the genre. Oh, Vivo. It's a comedy. So yes, this is not a sports show, is what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Don't expect like, oh, his knee went out or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what sports shows what happened in sports yeah. shows whatever happens in Friday Night Lights uh, well maybe maybe this is also behind the scenes I don't know but Ted Lasso's great and it's a joy to watch and Jason Sudeikis is lovely and I can't wait to watch more of it that's so, amazing hey our moments have been given look at us you are consuming culture and yes. I'm eating. Hey, you are you're just consuming, darling. I'm just consuming <laughs> different cultured foods. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get your full review of all of those next week. All right. All right. Do you have anything else to tell the people before we sign off for this week? I'm just so happy to be back. Welcome back. In my home. Yes. With a microphone. Yes. Not trying to figure out audacity, whatever that was. I'm excited to avoid you until you get your second or third negative <laughs> Jesus third you know I think we should be safe wow he's you know, going for it guys I think we should be safe but you know I hope you're doing well on your side of the apartment and uh, I wish you all the best uh, I'm gonna miss you so much I know I'll miss you too and we'll miss all of you out there thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with more 2 Game Mats podcast bye bye 